You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Yeah, that's that's I'll one way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was, you know, it, it was, like I said, it was a brutal trial, and I'm glad it's over with. And um, he didn't get the death penalty, which I was hoping he would, but Did he not. just got another life sentence tapped on top of his previous life sentence. So I felt like we got screwed on that end of it, but I was hoping to see him be put to death. But, was he not charged you know, with capital? He was. But, but the jury did yeah, the jury uh he found, got found guilty and all that good stuff but when it came to sentencing they just sentenced him to another life sentence so. mm. wow yeah it was it was depressing yeah yeah but uh but it you know he's missing a leg and and i'd like to think i had something to do with that and sure and uh were both of them shot in the truck yeah okay yeah we we will definitely schedule that for january or february yeah. um so. so tell us how life so you've been retired now how long uh, about three years. And really and truly, because it was your sergeant that introduced us. Um, yeah, my sergeant at the time. Not, yes. My sar- not my sergeant who was on the task force, but yes. Right. Uh, the sergeant. Ultimately, they, during this whole process, and again, how this was handled, but uh, we got basically told to go home mm-hmm. after the shooting. Um back up a little bit at the at our last shooting county attorney comes out um you know doesn't tell you you know yes you guys are you know don't have anything to worry about or anything like that but you know he'll he'll tell you you know hey there's concerns or hey you know you guys should be okay you know and sure. just based on the facts of what they see on your walkthrough um you know basically got told you know hey this was you know you guys did a great job and nothing to be concerned about here you know Everything was handled exactly how it should have been handled. Um, Is this the one? Did the media portray things pretty negative on this one? Was not, this the not one? So, not so much. I mean, they okay. they tried to initially just for a day or so, right. um, but it really didn't catch a lot of. It, it didn't catch a lot of. Uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Attention. Attention. Yeah. It. It. it okay. It, I thought it might, um, but it didn't. Um, um, because again, the guy you know that we were going after was a career criminal who just committed a serious violent crime, you know, eight hours before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it I thought it might, but it didn't. Okay. Um, so we go home. I to my boss again, great bosses. Pretty much had the same boss through my whole career. He's like, hey, go home, spend some time with Laura and Zoe, and make sure you know you guys are good. Come back in a month. Come back whenever you want. You know, when you're ready, come back. Come back as good as it gets i'm sure. like absolutely man so i had planned on taking at least two weeks because now this is number seven mm-hmm. um my wife and laura's is, like seriously yeah, what is she yeah. saying now yeah. <laughs> um well number six i don't want to get off track but number six when i called her i was always very quick to call her because i knew it was going to be hours before coming home and the sure. media was going to and she was going to know she's going to see her car she's going to know so i call i always call her right away number six i called her she's like and no. she's like devastated she's like that's it i'm done with this you know this shit is you know we've this is you know we're supposed to stop at two right now we're at six you know we're not gonna i'm not gonna do this anymore you know you've got to 
you know, change careers or, or do something, but I'm not going to keep putting myself through this or letting you put me through this. And, and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm on scene with a deceased suspect. Can I, can we have this discussion, you know, tomorrow when I get home or in 12 hours when I get home? She's sure. like, well, you can discuss whatever you want. I'm just letting you know, that's, <laughs> that's the discussion. And that's as far as, you know, I'm like, okay, we'll talk. About <laughs> so when I get home, Jalen, um, close personal friend, he was our Sergeant. Um, you know, he comes home with me and he sits down with Laura. He's like, look, you know, I know you want Eddie to, to go to a different squad or go to go somewhere else, but understand this, you know, he's on a squad of 15 guys who all work out. They're all in great shape. They all care about each other. They all train. We trained as much as a SWAT team every sure. Friday for four or five hours. Every Friday morning, we're in training. You know, we train all the time. We shoot all the time. We're together all the time. Do you want him to leave this atmosphere and then go to a squad of guys who, you know, are they're, they're just disgruntled. They don't work sure. out. They don't train. They don't go to the range. Not focused. They're on, not focused on, you know, yep. families. And do you want him to go to that? Or do you want him? To, and she's like, well, I want him to stay here. I just don't want him to get any more shootings. Sure. Yeah. So Jalen's like, okay, I can't promise that, but I'll do everything in my power. Eddie, don't do it. See, don't do it. Yeah, I'll, he's like, I'll do everything in my power to to try to keep him on the outsides because I was on for 18 years. Sure. Probably right around 18 years. So I'll do everything in my power to keep him on the outskirts, even though I can't guarantee that, but I'll do everything I can for the next couple of years till he retires. Because I had planned on retiring at 20. And she's like, okay. She loves Jalen. She's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I was like, okay, I get to stay on, stay on the squad. And I had actually met with you right mm -hmm. after that six shooting. Yep. And we had sat across from each other, and you're like, you know, are you okay? And I'm like, I felt fine. I'm like, yeah, I feel great. She's like, are you done doing this job? And I'm like, no, man. I, you know, I love <laughs> yeah. this job, and things are great. And yeah, you know, I'm. Assuming, she's like, okay. Well, if you ever get to a point where you're done, you need to make sure you reach out and, and so we can have other conversations. I'm like, absolutely. Of course, his wife is sitting there looking at yeah. me like, yeah, he's yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Says we need to talk. So, <laughs> so, um, so the seventh shooting, I make the phone call and I immediately knew I was done. I mean, I, 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 I had, actually turned to our Tempe guy who was staying next to me and I looked at him and I'm like, I'm so done with this man. Yeah. And uh but I was like, you know what? I I said it because I thought for I thought that the department was gonna be like the way the way I want the way it I meant it was like I'm I'm done. I'm, the department's not gonna tolerate any more of this. Mm -hmm. You know, they're right. they're not gonna I just have a bad feeling. I just had a bad feeling about how this was going to work out. That's sure. kind of where I was coming from. And he's like, ah, you're going to be fine. I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know, man. And uh, How much of it was your thinking, too? Because now you've got a team member. At that point, did he have five? Yeah, that was his fifth. Okay. So, so how much of it was thinking between the two of us, look what we have here, and that's um, it? I, I, yeah, I think of everything. I was looking at the whole picture, and I was like, you know, I just have a bad feeling that this is not going to work out in our favor. Was he saying that to you also? Um, not initially. Initially, okay. he was like, oh, man, no, don't sweat, dude. We're going to be fine. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I mean, and again, there was nothing wrong with the shooting aspect. That right. was completely 100% sure. legitimate and, and fine. Um, so we go home. Boss says, stay home for a couple weeks, a month, whatever. Come back when you're ready. I had planned on staying home at least two weeks. Um, about two days, we go to the psychologist who was a complete, utter yep. disaster. Yep. Um, I start, well, I want to get into that, but... Um, just a disaster that the city had us going to. Um, so I'd already seen her. I was at home for maybe three, four days, get a call from our Lieutenant. And he says, Hey, I just got word from our acting chief at the time. He does not want you to come back to work. And I'm like, and I had never gotten a call like that before. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Not come back to work. Like, he's like, he doesn't want you in the building. He doesn't want you to come back to work. I'm like, for how long? Like yeah. a week, a month? What the hell am I supposed well, to do? Well, yeah. what, fired yeah, not yeah. fired? I was like, what does he here? mean by it? He's like, I have no idea. He's like, I'll try to get more information. And we just got a call saying, you guys are not allowed to be back to work. And and Mike, he had already gone back to work because that's how Mike is. Yep. Mike, so, and they sent him packing. They sent, he, he was already back at work and they said, you got to go home. Yep. So wow. they sent him home. And this is where the post-traumatic stress injury yeah. really so, no so, this, so this so this is where my whole the next year completely spirals into into just uh i mean i've been through a lot in my adult life or my whole life actually childhood you know i've been through some some ringers sure this one was uh, just horrible what the so hell? did they put you on admin leave so they just put us on yeah say put us on put us on admin admin leave and said stay home and then my boss was like i'm going to try to find out some more details as soon as i find out something i'll let you know i'm like yeah that would be great because yeah. i've never Appreciate been told that. never been told to stay home after sure. a shooting um so a couple days later i get a call from a boss he's like all right our acting chief at the time is going to meet with all of us you guys and explain why he doesn't want you at work. And I'm like, yep. all right, yeah, that'd be nice to have an explanation yeah. as to you know why he's making these decisions. Right. So we meet, um, and I'm super high strung right now. You know, I mean, I'm already not sleeping real well and just worried about. You <laughs> well, know, adrenaline's why, constantly you know, pumping. I, yeah, I've never had the department not be a hundred percent supportive of what we were doing. And yeah. it wasn't a bad shit. It wasn't no, like anybody no, was saying, no, Oh, wait no. a minute. Yeah. So yeah. what a shitty situation. Yeah. So, in. so we go to this meeting and basically get told, um, this is my decision just based on the fact you guys have been in these shootings and this last shooting, uh, kind of what happened on the last shooting. I don't feel comfortable or, we we don't feel comfortable having you guys on the street right now. Just you two, though. Well, initially it was all three of the shooters. Okay, but let's be honest here. It, it was, was the, the two, two of us. Yes. Okay, because it was his, uh, I believe, first shooting. Okay, uh, or maybe second shooting. I think it was his second shooting. The other individual. Um, but it was it was coming at Mike and myself. Yep. So I'm like, well, who's? So I'm like, well, who's making? Who's making the decision? Is this your decision? Is it? You know, the city attorney, the city manager, who's ultimately saying, and he's like, I don't, I'm not going to get into that with you. Um, He's like, all I'm telling you is you guys are not welcome back to work. And I'm like, well, I don't get why he's like, if you want to have an answer, 
it's my decision. You're not coming back to work because I'm making a decision. I'm like, okay. I said, that, I said well, well, for how long? He's like, till I'm ready for you guys to come back. I'm like, are we talking <laughs> weeks, weeks months? weeks, months? He's like, till I'm ready for you guys to come back. Then wow. you can come back to work. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm like, and refused to tell us anything else. He was like, that's, that's that. all that I'm going to tell you. Part. You guys can... You guys, that's all you're going to get. Don't ask me any more questions. Go home. Oh. So I walked out of there completely spun out. You yeah. Know, my boss, Jalen, I'm like, Jalen, what is going on? You know, our lieutenant, I'm like, what is, he's like, they're like, we have no idea what he's thinking. We have no idea who's making the decisions here. He's not telling us any more than he's telling you guys. All we know is that he doesn't want you and, and uh, Mike back to work. Did I already have you guys seeing the psychologist we use, or that's what yeah. launched it? Well, a little bit later, but okay. yeah. Um, okay. So we all went home, and we were home for, I don't know. Uh, Seemed like forever. Yeah, maybe a month. Uh, and this whole time, I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening. You know, I don't know why the department's not being more supportive. I've no. never, ever had anything bad to say about the city. They've always been supportive through this whole, not so much for my wife, but for me, they've right. always been sure. 100% supportive. Sure. And now it's just a complete change of how things were being done. So after about a month, uh, we get a phone call and he had basically told our bosses that uh, we could come back to the office, but we were not allowed to participate in any police activity couldn't go out on any police calls, couldn't participate in any arrests, warrants, couldn't participate in any cases. So what um, did he want you to do? Transport. Yeah, I was on. No, what did, what, didn't well, he even say you could, y'all could transport that, him think, after they're I think, in custody? Yeah, I think, it, well, it worked into that. Initially, yeah. it wasn't even that, but initially it was just, I was on eBay and Craigslist all day long <laughs> on the computer because yeah. I couldn't participate. So we went back to work, but it was, you know, I was... I was glad to go back and be in the building and see the guys. Right. But it Gosh. tore it tore me to hell. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in the building and Can't do every shit. every morning all these guys are all right, man, let's load up and yeah. get in their cars. And I'm like looking out. We didn't have windows, but I was kind of like looking out the window, like watching them all drive away. And there's there's Mike and I sitting there and we're just like Did they get in any shootings during that time that you guys um, had to sit and listen to? I can't no, remember. I don't think so. Okay. Because that yeah, would have been, that, yeah. Right. Not that I, not that I recall. Okay. Maybe later on, but oh yeah. As a matter of fact, later on towards the end they did, but not initially. Okay. Um. So we were just sitting in the office, uh, basically unable to participate in anything, uh, police wise. So I started having really, I started having some problems. Sure. Um, and I wasn't sure how to deal with the problems, and that's when, uh. It was probably, well, back up. Started having some really bad problems. Started telling Jalen, hey, man, I'm, this is really affecting me in a negative way. And and uh, so they made the decision to pull us off of the task force squad and move us to what was then major crimes. Um, just to move us out of the office thinking that if we didn't see everybody leaving all day long, and having a glorious time that it would be easier for us. Problem was the offices were right next to each other and there was an open door um, yeah. between wow. between the two offices. So <laughs> so their idea, it really didn't have any effect. It was just, we just picked up our box of stuff and moved it to a desk <laughs> through a doorway yeah. and sat there. 
still the same thing, couldn't participate. And that's when Jason became our, our technical sergeant yes. at the time. Um, and God love him. He, he, yes. you know, to this day, I mean, I owe him a great deal. He got me through a bunch of that. But. He had PTSI because of their yeah. having to go through all this. It really oh, affected yeah. so, him. Yeah. So when we moved over there, I had known Jason a long time and great friend. We worked on the gang unit together. He's like, look, man, whatever you need from me, I will give you. I know it's, you're going through a rough time. You and Mike both, um, I will do everything I can to make your life here as pleasurable as it possible, even though I know it's impossible to say, yeah. but I'll do everything I can to make sure you guys are taken care of. I won't let anybody mess with you. You know, I'll see that, you know, you guys are as taken care of as I can make it happen. Sure. Um, but he obviously saw that Mike and I were both in a really bad spot. And that's when he called Susan to, to sit down and meet with us, uh, which is how I kind of started, you know, dealing with, you know, the problems that I was sleep having. Sleep was an issue. I remember I, sleep I, I couldn't, being a big I couldn't issue sleep. And... Um, I was having terrible dreams. Yes. I, I got to the point where I wouldn't even put my gun on. I just, I, I mean, I had a gun in my car, but I wouldn't wear a gun to work because every time I tried to put my gun on in the morning, I would get physically sick mm -hmm. and I would either throw up or I would get diarrhea. I would, I mean, it was just tearing me up inside. Sure. So in the mornings I would get dressed and my, my, you know, work car, you know, I had guns in my work car, but I just, I never carried a gun because I was so terrified that if I just put a gun on and something happens on the way to work absolutely, or something happens mm -hmm. around me where I now have to get another shooting, God forbid, what, I mean, I'm already, yeah, it's already a bad situation here where I feel like the department is turning its back on me. And now I'm like, mm -hmm. man, the department's not supporting me. God forbid I get another. So now if I don't have the gun on, Right, I can't. I, I can't. I can't be get in that situation. I can't get in right. that situation. Yeah. You know, but what I'm, a conflict! Yeah, it yeah. it's a tool of your it, trade. Yeah, yeah it was, and now you're putting yourself in jeopardy yeah. because you're afraid it was terrible. to pick this up. And then you know, other guys, you know, they're like, "Where's your gun?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. It's in my car." Somebody like, "Oh my god, you know, you're not, yep. you're not wearing a gun. You're a police officer." I'm like, "I'm, I, I'm not a police officer right now. I can't." Yeah, they won't the let me be a police the officer. The department won't let me be a police officer. Yeah. And God forbid I actually put a gun on and try to act like a police officer. Right. I'm going to get crucified. I'm going to yeah. get, I mean, I'm already getting tossed out the window. I don't want to get tossed out the window and then run over. Sure. You know? So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not even going to put myself, I can't put myself in that situation. I was worried. I was worried about my family. I was worried about my retirement. I'm like, I have, I'm not even at 20 years yet. You know, what the hell is going to happen? And, and it was. And look at this from an off duty standpoint. What if he gets no shooting off duty? Yeah. And then you think about look at all the families and of yeah. people he has made mad yeah. that could yeah. be right. a yeah. problem. It, and it, uh, what a conflict! Yeah, it. The mornings were the worst for me. It, it's, it was wow. impossible to get in my car and go to work. And and yep. again, Jason was like, "If you come to work, great. If you don't come to work, great. You know, sure. stay home if you want." But staying home wasn't helping. Nope. Um, you know, Laura Laura could see that I was you know in a really bad spot and and then coming to see you i think i saw you two or three times and then you had made the decision hey amen we really got to get you some some serious mental help and well and we need to head this down a road of options for you whether yeah. that's medical retirement or yeah. workman's comp or industrial yeah. or whatever right. yeah and 
Which is what we always do. We route them <clears throat> then to the right licensed person. Yes, exactly. Who yeah. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, he, uh, you know. Can't say enough about Brady Wilson. Yeah, uh, Dr. Wilson was an absolute stud, man. He, uh, you know, when I, I first went into his office and, and uh, you know, started having this conversation with him and, and, and telling him about, you know, the shootings. And he's like, excuse me, you know, like. And he had worked with law enforcement yes. and, and helped right. through medical retirement. It's quite a heart and, for law enforcement. And he's like, you know, how many shootings are we talking about? Like seven. And he's like, you know, he's like, oh, looking at me like he didn't hear it right. He's like, you know, <laughs> Disbelief. seven, seven yeah. shootings. I'm, I'm like, how many yeah. times you've been on the range and yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, actual, like, I mean, they're, they're, you're on scene on a shooting? Or I'm like, no, actual shooter. Like shooting. involved, yeah. 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 And he's like, he's like, all right. He's like, this might be tough for you to do, but go home. I want you to give me a little synopsis of every shooting you've been involved in so I can get an understanding of what you've gone through in your in your career up to this point. So I did and it was tough, you know, I mean it going through reliving and yeah. you know. Yep. Um and it wouldn't have been tough for me to deal with had I not been going through what I was going through. I always yeah. the department had been supportive. Yeah, yeah. I always enjoyed going to training and and at the you know at the academy i always enjoyed talking to recruits i always made it my mission to be like hey you guys need to prepare yourself for this war you're about to take on because yeah. it is a daily war mentally and physically and prepare yourself for getting in a shooting because it will eventually happen if you manage to go your whole career and never get in a shooting good for awesome. you man yeah. awesome i exactly. you know, commend you and and I'm so happy for you that you didn't have to go through it. You know? Yep. But chances are that's not going to happen. Yeah. So you need to wrap your head around the fact that you're going to possibly take somebody's right. life, prepare your family for that. And, you know, so normally I would love talking about that stuff, but in that position I was in, it was, it was rough to, you know, go through that. And, and, yeah. but he was, uh, and he was a master and, and ultimately uh, meeting with him and, and, yeah, it was probably, I don't know how many visits. It was only a few visits where he's like, hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but you can't do this job anymore. Yep. Um, you've gotten to a point in your career. Now you feel like it's not necessarily the shooting, but you feel so much, uh, you don't trust the people you're working for. You don't, and, and you physically can't put yourself in those situations when you don't have the trust of the department behind right. you. and. And what it's doing to you physically. And he's like, you just can't do this anymore. And I initially told him, no, 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 no. That's not, that's <laughs> not, that's. Don't uh, take I, my I livelihood away. I don't yeah. think, yeah, I don't think that's, you know, the option yep. yet. Uh, maybe we'll get there, you know, at some point. He's like, well, how many more shootings do you want to get involved in? I'm like, I don't want to get any more shootings, but I just don't know if I'm ready to. And it, after a couple of visits, you know, he was like, it, it became clear. He's like, absolutely. You're, I mean you are hundred percent right. And, and, you know, there's no way I could put myself in that position again right. with the thought in the back of my head of my department, just leaving me hung out to dry. Yeah. It really yeah. didn't have anything to do with the seven shooting. No, honestly. It, you know, it, I, I, it, I mean, it, I've dealt with enough I, officers I, yeah. and shootings and I can, Eddie was, yeah, I he, can tell he you had yeah. reconciled all of yeah. those. 100% it had, I it was never, never after any of my shootings, Look, I, you know, the shootings I was involved in, we were getting shot at. People had guns. Yep. And, right. and, Other people and, could have yeah. been hurt. And, and it, it, 
you know, so I never felt bad for getting in any of the shootings, nope. never felt bad for any of the outcomes. It was never about the shooting. It was, it was about the fact of, you know, the department. Yeah. And it was only, and I, and I, when I say department, it wasn't, I was pulled aside by a majority, you know, of the people that I was close to in the department who couldn't understand why this was happening. You know, this was happening because, you know, a certain, management. certain individuals that were involved yes. um, who made the decisions. And and I was upset that they were making decisions about my livelihood right. without including me in the discussion. Right. Um, that and, was the, and man, that was if the you would have went back on the, on the job in any capacity, you yeah. know, where you're actually out yeah. there doing yeah. the job and you would have gotten into another shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, man. Yeah. It, uh. Yeah, it's so, unbelievable. You know, it, it it was it was the way everything was handled, which sent me into a spiral of yeah. I was unable to function. You know, yeah, yeah. couldn't well, it sleep. Was putting couldn't you eat. in a place of risk. That too, because yeah. again, yeah. of any hesitation on your part, yeah. and you get injured or somebody else gets injured, boy, now we really have mm-hmm. an issue. Yeah, and I was having dreams just to that effect. I mean, I had a dream that I was with a narcotics officer that I worked with for a lot of years, one of my best friends, we were in a shooting. He's getting shot at. I don't remember in the dream if he ultimately got shot, but he's screaming at me to shoot and I won't pull my pistol out of my holster. I'm like, I can't, man. He's like, shoot, shoot. I'm like, I can't, I can't. And I wake up in the middle of that dream, just terrified. I'm like, you know, and I told the psychologist that, and she's like, that's completely normal. Just, she's like, she's like, that's completely normal. You're gonna have dreams like that. Just go back to work, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Now let's differentiate. Like, this is the city I'm psychologist, like, okay. not Doctor Wilts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was not Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. We have a separation. Yeah. Yeah. Here. I figured yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It was psychologist that the city yes. had, had contracted with, and I'm like. Okay, I've Ooh. never had dreams like this ever after any of my shootings. And I personally didn't believe it was even because of the shooting. It was because of what was going on right. afterwards. Absolutely. And I'm sure. like, I have a that. feeling this is... Re-. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, you, it's completely normal for officers to have dreams like that after shootings. You know, so go back to work, get back on the horse. That was her exact term. You need to get back on the horse <laughs> and, you know... Work through it, you'll be fine. I'm like, man, Ugh. I don't want to get back on a horse. You know, Normal I'm, dreams are a 200 pound trigger pull. Yeah, where you pull right, the trigger yeah. and the bullet falls out the yeah, end of the gun. Yeah. Those are the normal dreams, yeah, not that yeah. stuff. So, wow. You know, saw Susan, went to Wilson, and finally got some, you know, good advice and right. good help. And, and yeah, the thoughts I was having were obviously not normal thoughts. And, and I needed to get help to, get myself right. around the situation I was in. And, and, uh, he I did. tell you he, too, Eddie and Mike, <laughs> I was kind of surprised Brady ever spoke to me again. Cause I said Mike <laughs> right behind Eddie after, I don't know how long. Yeah, and then Mike yeah. starts going and, and honestly, and truthfully, the education that he got from these guys, um, has been invaluable to all the oh, other yeah. law enforcement officers yeah. I've sent to him. And, you know, he, like I said, he just has such a heart for this group. Yeah. Um, but especially these two and Chris Ferrar, yeah. those are the three he talks to me about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it's, like it's, I said. it's, I mean, he, you know, so I, I kind of started 
Mike was a little more stubborn than I was. Yes. I mean, he's, he's, uh, little, let's say a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I came, I came to the realization real quick or not mm. real quick, but pretty quick that I was messed up yes. and there was some serious things going on that I needed to uh, figure out and then quickly realized, okay, this, this isn't, this isn't going to happen for anymore, for me anymore. And I need mm. to figure out how to get through this process now of not being a police officer anymore. So talking to Mike, I'm like, hey man, you're Head you're right there. You're in a bad spot just like I am. Yes. You know, whether you want to admit it or not, you know, you are. And and we're very we're best friends to this day, which is funny because we started it off hating each other. But <laughs> but I think uh, Mike starts that way with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. He he's not a very well liked person by a lot of <laughs> not people. Not in the beginning, but, but once yeah, you get, on once his you get good to know side, him, yeah, yeah, he's he's an absolute wonderful guy. Yes. But you know, he quickly came to realize, you know, yeah, man, I need I need some help also. So we're like, you know, I'm like, you need to go see Wilson because, you know, he's going to help you through this process. Whatever happens, if you go back to work, if you don't go back to work, whatever, right. you've got to see you. somebody yes. who can help you through this process. Right. And and ultimately he did. And then when Drew, uh, he was on the task force, he got into... So he was on all of our shootings. Um, fat, wonderful guy, another one of my best friends. Uh, and then Mike and I medically retired, and everything kind of fell tactics wise. He was our ex SWAT guy, and so everything kind of fell on him to train guys. But he was like, "They haven't filled your spot, so I'm working with less." Pe-. So he took on a lot of stress. Sure. And ultimately got into two shootings within three months. And that was his, I think, fifth shooting, his last shooting. And those two shootings were violent. The individuals coming at him, shooting at him. One came at him with a knife. Uh, I mean, so they were violent encounters. And that last shooting tore him up. And he was like, I cannot. He was immediately after that scene. He's like, I cannot do this anymore. And so I got him on the phone. I'm like, look, man. You've got to go see Will. So that was another one I sent to Will. Wilson's like, so he kept getting these. And then I would talk to Wilson and he's like, I cannot believe. I mean, you've been in seven shootings. Mike's been in five shootings. Drew's been in five, five or six shootings. He's like, and the department has still not figured out a way to deal with this situation. You know, um, Every, I mean, they've talked a big game and and been like, hey man, we'll we got to figure out a way to deal with this and make you guys, you know, make sure that you're healthy and your brain's healthy when you leave. And he's like, it just boggles my mind that I keep getting people from this city, you know, who have yeah. been in multiple multiple shootings, one after another after another after another, and nothing is being done to try to prevent any kind of, you know mental pride and again it wasn't it wasn't even the shootings for me it was how they handled the shooting for mike and i it was it was the shootings for drew you know he was like you know he was like i can't put myself in this situation anymore um yeah but how much of that also was fallout of seeing what had happened to you guys yeah yeah yeah. he's getting up to your kind of numbers he he has to be careful yeah Yeah. he was and and that's 100 percent correct and again it wasn't for lack of the department being provided with resources like under the shield, because Jason yeah. kept pushing for yeah. it. I know that, and we couldn't get the union to pay any attention. Yeah. Nobody and we would. couldn't get the department to pay any Nobody attention, would. and it Nobody just told would. us 
They yeah. don't really care. Yeah. They'll just get right. rid of you and pull somebody else. And that's in the thing. They're like, oh, it'll ne- it'll never happen. You know, they're like, you guys. Once we get rid of you guys, right, we'll never right. we'll never be in this position again. Right. Until a sure. year later, when guess what? You're in the position again. They're like, damn, <laughs> you know, damn, we're in the same spot. Right. So how what, did we get here? How did we get here? You know, I can't believe this has happened. Yeah. You know, and you're like, come on, man. I mean, you guys. I mean, this isn't this isn't your first rodeo down this road. You know, you yeah. guys have seen this happen to me. You've seen it happen, and believe it or not, this happened to another officer who was in his who was in three shootings a few years before me. And I, I don't know if he medical retired or retired, but he had gotten in three shootings, and they freaked out about that. Now this was you know eight, nine, ten years later, where I'm at number seven and Pez is number five. Uh, but they're just like this, this isn't this doesn't go away, right? We're we're dealing with violent people, and you're going to get officers in shootings. And right. if you and if you want to prevent this from happening, I'm not sure what the answer is because you know I always tell everybody. You know, patrols shooting, gangs shooting, mm-hmm. narcs sure. shooting, sure. task force shootings. You know, I even said, you send me off the academy, <laughs> odds are <laughs> I'm going to on view something, yeah. a bank robbery or yeah. something sure. on the way to work in the morning, going to the academy to teach recruits, sure. and I'm going to get in a shooting with somebody. Or some fool decide to come shoot up the academy. You could put me anywhere. You sure. know? And, it, and again, it wasn't that I was waking up looking for a shooting. It's just God was putting me in... And spots, and it was out of my control. And sure, uh, my last shooting, if if our son, we had uh, we had followed our suspect into an apartment complex, and we had made a plan for a containment on both exits of the complex. So when he got in the car, we're going to do a containment and take him off. If he goes west, I'm not involved in that containment, right? And ultimately, wouldn't have been involved in the shooting. If he goes east, You're I'm right. involved in the containment, and ultimately he goes which way does he go? He goes east, yeah, and course. now I'm involved in the containment, and now I'm involved in the shooting. You know, I'm like I don't make those decisions. You sure, know, those exactly. decisions are made above my pay grade. Sure, <laughs> and you know, and he put again puts me in, and I try. You know, Laura understands it. She knows. You know, I'm like sure. You know, God does things the way He does things, and Absolutely. He puts me where He puts me. And if it happens to be in that situation, right. then I'm. I'm going to react and do what I'm trained to do, and and see, and I don't understand a chief, and I have to, I have to kind of hope Mark Lamb would take this kind of attitude. But I'm a chief on going. Don't come to my city. I got people (laughs) that will handle business, and so if you're one of these violent criminals, okay, your choice. You're warned. Yes, (laughs) and you know now that I've been out three years, I. I get it. Okay. I get, I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it all, but I get how departments are cringing when they have officers that have been in multiple shootings. Mm-hmm. I get it because they are getting crucified by the public. Not all the, I mean, there's a right. lot of pro police that right. you, know, you, just don't, you just don't hear from them, you know, right. but there's a lot of pro police, but they are getting just beat up by citizens who are protesting in front of the departments. Why do you have an officer who's been involved in three, four, five, God forbid, you know, me, seven shootings, they would, you know, riot in front of the station. So, so I get, they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, you know, we can't have you on the street anymore because you not, your shootings are questionable. It just brings a lot of heat to us that we don't want right now. And I get that. I don't agree with it. Right. Especially when you got Mm -hmm. people that are trained 
and have proven themselves to be good thinkers and, and can again, handle themselves. Not bad shooting. I yeah, get right. it if they're questionable yes, shooting. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, but it was the way it was handled that completely destroyed and mm -hmm. wrecked my life. You know? What they could have done, and this would have been simple and common sense. You guys have done a lot in your careers. We need you at the academy. Yes. And and man, you're you're talking to the wall here because I <laughs> I've you know I'm a grown ass man. Okay, I've I've been through like I said a lot of turmoil in my life. Mm -hmm. All I expect from people that I'm around is to be honest with me. Yes. Okay? So I again I get how the climate is right now. Or back then, it was even starting to get that way. And sure. I could, I could understand. Sure. Today, how, you'd be out with how two. The de, how the department, yeah. I could understand how the department would see that that would be, man, it's just not a good idea to have you guys on the street or on the task force or, you know. So just be, on, and just be honest with me. Sit me down. Include me in the conversation. Where would you like and to say, go? And say, hey, you know, and, you know. Because of this situation, I don't want to, but these are decisions that I have yes. to make and I have to move mm -hmm. you guys. Where would you like to go? And he actually threw that out to us. Really? Well, he wasn't serious about it because he's like, you guys can initially, oh, I don't remember, it was a second or third meeting. <laughs> and the problem was also is we were getting lied to on a daily basis by, by two or three individuals. And I'm not going to mention names, but every, I mean- on the a daily basis, supervisors above right. us were lying to us, bold face lying, saying, you know, you guys are fine. And then we'd find out 20 minutes later, that's not, that's not true at all. You know, the actual truth is this. So when we got told by my immediate boss that said, hey, we're going to go meet with the chief and he's going to talk to you guys. And, you know, you know, basically he's told us. You guys can go anywhere you want to go. You just can't be on the task force anymore. And I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can see that. Okay. So I went to the meeting, you know, and it was like, you know, I just can't have you guys on the task force anymore. I'm like, part of me, I didn't like that decision, you know, but I get it. But you I can accept that. But I'm like, okay, yeah. I get how things, I'm like, I'm like, all right. And he's like, you know, I'm like, where can I go? He's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, how about back to gangs? No, you can't go there. All right. I'm like, uh, how about narcs? How about you know, <laughs> narcs? No, can't go back there. Can I go to the cab? No, can't have you training. I'm like, uh, patrol? No, definitely can't have you in patrol. I'm like, so what are I'm you like, offering? so I'm yeah. like, so I said, where, where can I go then? What are my options? He's like, you know what? I'm not sure what your options are right now. It's like, go home, oh. think about it for a few days, and we'll have this discussion again. In a, in a week or so. See, this just adds insult to injury. Yeah. So, so I left that meeting and, and went in, or excuse me, Mike went in after I did. Try to take his name, last name out of it. Yes, but please. Mike went in after I did. And uh, as he was walking in, I'm like, hey, don't fall for this bullshit that you go. Because <laughs> I just left and that ain't the case, man. And, yeah. and yep. Mike had a binder full of questions that he was going to ask and you know wanted to know Don't answers and where he could go he's he's like i want to go to the swat team and basically you know he <laughs> yeah. got told no on everything and not no yeah. but hell no. yeah, yeah hell, so what he really no. wanted you to do is become a civilian for the pd and like work I, records yeah, I have, or I have, he would property he, he yeah. wouldn't he would maybe yeah maybe property is what he they offered to james yeah. peters at scottsdale yeah <laughs> so yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't give it he wouldn't give us an answer so i left i'm like well 
that was, and I tell my immediate jail and I tell my boss, I'm like, dude, that was ridiculous, man. He didn't, yeah. he didn't give us any options on where to go. And he's like, well, they told, he physically had a meeting with Jalen and our Lieutenant an hour or two hours before that. He's like, when they get here, I'm going to give them, you know, they can go anywhere they want to go. They just can't be on the task force. So that's why Jalen told me, Hey, he's saying you guys can go anywhere you want to go. You just can't be on the task force. I'm like, all right, hot damn. I'll yeah, go somewhere I can else. work with that. Yeah, yeah. I can work with that. I'll figure sure. it out. You know? And then when I went, <laughs> I left that meeting, he's like, I can't believe he told you that. He's like, yeah, he won't even give me an option of where I can go. You think he thought Justin, by telling you that you couldn't stay on that squad, you'd quit. I have no, I'm still to this day trying to wrap my head around some of the things he told me. I, I cannot. It was this the we, acting chief or the new one? He that was had the come acting. In? It wasn't okay. the one that came in. Okay. I was still acting, but with the intention or being told that he was going to be our next chief. Okay. And um, is he still there? He's not still there. He, he is still there. Um, really? Got demoted again for like the third time. He's been demoted over his career. Karma, baby. A couple times, Karma. yeah. And I'll go on record right now. Me and him don't see eye to eye. And and if I, well, yeah, we just don't see eye to eye. So mm -hmm. um, we never did. And and I thought maybe that was partly to blame for all this. Um, but him and Mike got along initially for mm -hmm. the longest time. And then eventually Mike and him didn't get along at all either. But, uh, but yeah, he just... It was, and so then we'd have another meeting with him about another, you know, about something else. And, and, uh, and eventually he just stopped coming to meetings and he would send one of the assistant chiefs to come <laughs> sit with us and, and, you know, who couldn't give, give us any other would, answers. Yeah. We would try yeah. to give us answers. And, and those meetings just became comical because right. there was one of the assistant chiefs, uh, came into a meeting basically telling us that they had got forensics back and basically it was Mike's round that ultimately uh, shot the individual in the backseat. Um, but they just wanted me to know that and, or wanted us to know that. And we're like, okay, well, we already knew that. I mean, why are you coming in here and telling us, you know? Uh, and so we were just Is like, this well, this kind of, for yeah, me? this yeah. kind of, yeah, this didn't change anything, but thank you for the info. But we were on scene. We kind of knew what happened. You right. know? I mean, we were there involved in the shooting. So we had sure. an idea of what happened. Um, and then after that, they're like, uh, we know you're over here in, in major crimes now, but we've, we're putting together a letter or a, a form or a document that we're going to need you guys to sign, basically stating that you will no longer participate in any police activity. You're a cop, but don't be and, a cop. And we're going to need you guys. And I lost my mind in that meeting. I said, I said, you're going to have me sign a document saying I can't participate in police activity and, you know, the list of things that I can't do and the things that I can do. And they're like, yes. And I said, that's fine. Do me a favor. Print out about four copies of that letter. That. Because yes. I'm going to sign one to give to you. And the other three, I'm going to send to the media. I said, because if you're going to have me sign a document that says I can't do anything police related <laughs> and what happens if I'm on my way to work and a police officer is, needs assistance, needs assistance yeah. or sure. is, is fighting for his life. Sure. And now I've signed a document saying that I can't right. pretend and I get out and I help this officer. And now I'm going to lose my job because you have a document on file saying that I can't yeah. participate. That's I said, right. yeah. Let me have that. I said, let me have that. Bring it on, baby. Bring that document on and make a bunch of copies right. because I'm going to keep a bunch of copies for myself. Mm -hmm. And they looked, all three, the assistant chief and the two supervisors sitting next to him, 
had their eyes were about that big. <laughs> they're like, oh shit, this one's the good idea. And they're, and, they're, and they're like, well, we'll get it. And I'm like, yeah, you bring it on. And obviously that document never yeah. came. They were like, yeah, that was a really bad idea to throw at them. And, yes. And that went wherever it went. It did come to us. So I'm like, and again, I was already in the I had spiral. Completely forgotten and I'm like, about uh, that. And then yeah, you that guys was crazy. And and I'll be honest, I have forgotten most of these meetings. Mike, he, you know, he's got a memory. He can recall things from 35 <laughs> years ago about a bush in front of somebody's house, you know. So he remembers all these meetings like they happened yesterday. And I can sure. only remember the bad ones. They were all bad, but I can only remember the really bad ones that like sent me <laughs> sure. spiral. Yeah. I left that meeting. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna, you know. I'm I'm gonna do something bad, you yep. know. What I mean, I'm gonna yeah. lose my mind here. Yep. Um, and it's not gonna be pretty. And wow. uh, so yeah, it it uh, it just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled ultimately to the point where you know Wilson was like, "That's it, you're done." And yes, and uh, that was a ordeal to get through that process. Um, but he made it as good as he could make it, and then. Yep. Did they even send y'all to any additional IMAs oh, or did they, gosh, I couldn't, right. I can't oh, remember. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 they did. So the city, when they got Wilson's findings, they're like, okay, now you need to go to two IMEs on our end. One is a psychologist. Mm-hmm. One is a psychiatrist, an MD. Wow. Yep. So I went to the psychologist, sat there for two days with him and almost lost my mind for two days straight. I mean, he, uh, he would ask me, he sat there with his laptop and his on his lap. He would ask me a question and I would answer it. And he would never, for the whole two days, never looked me in the face. The whole interview, he'd just type whatever I was saying. I guess he was typing my responses, but never looked at my facial expressions, never saw that what I was going through, just answering these questions. And then ultimately made a decision. His report said, yeah, I agree with Wilson on some aspects, but I think he could respond from medication and would be fine. And to go to work. To go to work. Yeah. He just needs to be put on medication and he'll be fine. So I read that and again, almost, you know, lost my mind again. And, you know, Laura's, you know, dealing with this as much as I'm dealing with it. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, the city uh, wants to get rid of me. Right. Yes. They don't want me here. And but, now but they're fighting me, yeah. You know, going out and and then the and they're going to be I, thrilled I think, for you to be on medication with a gun. Yes, Absolutely, yes, yeah. that's they're going to allow good that. Plan. Yeah, sure. So they sent me to a psychiatrist who, God love her, and I don't remember her name. Absolute angel. Uh, you know, I I went to her uh, meeting uh, initially, very nice. Uh, you know very polite, you know, like, Hey, this is how the meeting is going to go and ask you some questions, you know, just be honest and and tell me what's going on. And, and we did, we, we sat there for, you know, most of the day talking about everything that was going on. And, and she was straight faced, didn't, you know, just ask me questions and didn't write anything down. It was just, I'm sure she was taping it all, but you know, just yeah. listening to me and, and uh, she's like, okay, you know, I've, I've got nothing else. You have anything else to add? I'm like, no, I think that's it. You know, I've, I bawled probably four or five times during that meeting, you know, and and uh, she's like, okay, the meeting's over. Um, but before you leave, I just want you to know that as far as I'm concerned, you are done being police officer. She's yeah. like, I don't want you to go home and wait for Worry. two, three <laughs> weeks for uh-huh. my report. She's like- 
you have done enough for that city yes. and yeah. they should be grateful you were there. And I can't believe they have put you through this. And it, it boggles my mind how the, you know, the last year has gone on, <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, you're done. You deserve your retirement. And you know, that's the end of story. You go on, enjoy your life, find something else that makes you happy if that's what you want to do. But you don't need to do anything more for that city. Nice. And I sat there and bawled for probably 15 minutes before I could even leave her office. Sure. You know, I was like, I can't tell you how how grateful I am that, you know, you, you know, obviously. It's affirming. You know, yeah. you, you understand what I'm going through. You know, you agree with the doctor that I, or the, you know, Wilson that I've been going through. And, and um, it was just, you know, so when I went to the final hearing, Mesa was the retirement hearing. They were like, well, we've got. Wilson's didn't count. Okay. Right. Wilson's was, was thrown in the trash. And so we got, we've got two findings. One doctor or one uh, says, you know, yeah, he's probably okay. He just needs to be on medication. And the person that can't even give you the medication. Correct. Right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. They're not a doctor. <laughs> That's always you know, a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but luckily for me, the doctor uh, and, and uh, the individual who was running the re retirement board, he's like, look, he's like the one, the only one that makes any, that has anything to say here is the one that has the MD behind her name. Yes. And she's the one that says he's done. And as far as we're concerned, you're done. If she says you're done, you're done. And uh, they granted my retirement and that was it. I was out. Nice. Yeah. We I've, need her name. Yeah, <laughs> I need geez. you to go home and find her name. Yeah, <laughs> We've got, got some, some, some that are yeah. struggling right, right. now yeah. with multiple opinions. Yeah. And they had just, the city had just contracted her and her partner Right before that, and I don't know who they were going to before, but I was, man, I was, you know, grateful. I was kind of apprehensive at first because sure. I'm like, man, I'm the first person that's gone to her. I don't know how right. she's going to respond to law enforcement if she's done law enforcement before. Sure. And uh, but ultimately, she was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah. we need we need her name for yeah. future reference for yeah. some we've got yeah. that we're working with with Dr. Wilson also yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was just like that. As soon as she said that, it was just like the weight of the world just came off my shoulders. And, sure. you know, at least I felt like, okay, I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to lose my retirement. You know, I'm going to be able to support my family and I'm yep. going to mentally get past this and, and, you know, move forward. So, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible story <laughs> I, that every it, law enforcement officer needs to hear. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. It, it, uh, a lot of civilians also need to hear it to understand right. it's not the way they perceive it to be. There is a lot right. of scrutiny that goes on. Yeah. And yeah, stuff that's not necessarily fair or right. And and I think, you know, obviously every department's probably different in how they handle things. And, and I don't know if any department in the state has got it figured out as far as how to deal with. Not I, that we know, found. You know, I don't know yeah. if Phoenix is any better at this. No. Um you know, I can assure you Mesa is not and Tempe's not and, you know, the smaller cities. Everybody pretty right. much has peer support and licensed. Yeah. And and this is what we've been preaching. And every cop that's been in anything yeah. jumps up and down and screams and says, guys, we need more resources. Yeah. There is no one stop shop fix it all. Yeah. You got to put more resources yeah. out there. Yeah. And it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. They, they've got to come up with... um. And again, I look back now and, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a grown man. If, if you'd have sat me down after my fifth shooting 
and said, hey, you know, we've got to make a change and put you somewhere other than a task force because we know the task force, you know, you're probably going to get in more right. shootings in other places. So maybe if we put you somewhere else, I wouldn't have liked it because, sure. you know, I was with the family and I, I probably would have balked at that decision. But ultimately that would have been the decision that I would have had to, okay, you know, and then ultimately I could tell you later on down the road, I would have been grateful for that decision. Can you imagine um, the effect that Eddie and Mike could have had if they were teaching with me in the academy classes and almost done it like a, a panel discussion right, man. of what it looks like, what it feels like, what happens afterwards, how families are involved. This is what's lacking in law enforcement. Yeah. yeah, and and the family issue is a big one for me because you, you know, I've and I tell when I was teaching when they were letting me teach the recruits and Mike also, you know, I would tell them, look, you you have to understand you're going to get in a shooting. I want you to understand that as soon as you leave the academy, you may get in a shooting tomorrow, you may get in a shooting ten years from now. But you're going to sure. get in a shooting, sure. And you need to talk to your significant other, husband, spouse, wife, whatever you're with, parents, uh, brothers, sisters. You need to have a discussion with them, letting them know, hey, I am a. They know you're a police officer. They get it, sure. But I don't think they understand that because you're a police officer, you might take someone's life someday. Right. And how are they going to respond yeah. to that action? Because you will lose friends. Sure. You will you will lose, you know, you know, I, I keep a close knit group, you know, and they're not all police officers, but but you will lose friends who don't agree with the fact that you've, you know, had to do that, had to do that or how it happened or sure. you know, Man, you Couldn't know, you, shot him in you, the knee yeah, why, I've had, I've, I've, I've had family members on my wife's side, an attorney who <laughs> told me that we're sitting down having dinner and he's like, why didn't you just shoot him in the arm? Or why didn't you just shoot him in the leg? And I'm like, you know, that's not, you're a smart man. Look, that's how not, hard is it to hit that's not, mass, Yeah, that's not less, right. A moving I said, arm. you know, that's not how we're trained and that's not how it's done. You know, you don't, you don't do it that way. And, and, and they he just couldn't, die. and he and just couldn't figure out, right. he's like, you know, so those are the, again, you're going to lose family members that won't talk to you. You're going to lose friends and they need recruits coming into this field need to understand that and how important that is to have those conversations with people around you. And they're still teaching the old archaic principle. <laughs> Keep personal and professional separate. Yeah. And yeah. here, I don't know if you've heard this, but there is a, I've gotten mixed as to which one it is. It's either a sheriff or a chief in Georgia who is now traveling around. And his policy now is to teach his officers to shoot arms and legs. That's awesome. And yeah. I went, but just like you were talking about in your first shooting, yeah. the guy shot the guy in the arm yeah. that worked at the store. He still died. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what that right. bullet there. You, you hit the an round, arm, a main the artery. round hit hit his bone, ricocheted off his collarbone, and then went down and yes. right through his heart. Yep. Ultimately killed the guy. I mean, you don't know what your round's going to do, it, and and it's crazy. And that, people have no idea how hard it is to actually put rounds on. I mean, you know, I've I've you know trained my whole career, you know, on how to do it, and it's. And when you're in a situation like that, it is not the easiest thing to do to right. pull out a handgun or a rifle and put rounds on people.
know, it's it's something you get better at. Sure. The more you do it, you know, and again, I'm not but saying again, I enjoyed doing it, and, you know, but, yeah. but you know, uh, when you're in it for the first time and your brain is not wanting to be where you're at and the only thing that's working are your muscles, right. you know, or your legs and your arms trying to get you out of there. Sure. You know, it's very difficult to try to convince your hand to pull your handgun and put yeah. decent rounds on people. And it's know? not like that person is presenting a nice oh, yeah. perfect target yeah, that's not moving not yeah, yeah my yeah. first shooting he was probably 30 yards away 35 yards away behind a car sure. so we only see him from about here up sure and you know putting pistol rounds at 35 yards right. on somebody standing still on a whole target sure. can be difficult yeah you know? sure so Absolutely. it's not so hard with a rifle but it's definitely difficult with a pistol and and uh you know and i, I kept telling myself that i'm shooting at this guy on my first shooting, that was another thing that messed me up. It's like, I'm shooting and he is walking towards not us. going down. He's straight walking in our direction, shooting at us and he will not go down. Yep. He's still shooting and I'm shooting and he's walking at it. I'm laying on the ground trying to make myself a piece of grass. Sure. And I can't, my mind is just like, why isn't, yeah, well, you know, he, he should be stopping. Those targets know? don't yeah. move at me on the right. Range. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was shot 11 times, you know, we had 11 rounds on him and, Three of them were lethal rounds, but again, you know, people adrenaline don't die. and yeah. drugs yeah. can yeah. keep people going. Yeah. His body wasn't ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, but Absolutely. I, I wasn't ready to see that. I'm like, right. oh, wait a minute, yeah. you know, because nobody told you. So it's yeah, it's, there's it's a lot of education. Yeah, that has to. I go just on you know, it it. I think it's important that you know people discuss more about what happens. You know, afterwards. Yes, I don't think that's talked about enough in the academy and and. I think We're going to bring you be, back in with training with us, yeah, yeah. with me there, and Tom. There could definitely be a lot more, you know, I mean, it's it's sad that there isn't more talking about it in, you know, in the academy setting to recruits. And it's know? not for lack of knowledge that it needs to happen. Yeah. It, they just, for whatever reason, yeah. it's the same concept right. of this is how yeah. we've always done it. Why do we need yeah. to veer from this? Because what we're doing isn't working. Yeah. That's why. I would always start my training with Pez and after when you go to that, I said, you know, who, who thinks they're going to get in a shooting here in the Academy? There's 30, 40 recruits, you know, everybody, whoever thinks they're going to get in a shooting in their career, raise their hand. And like four people would raise their hand. I don't know why they would raise their hand yeah. versus the, the other 80%. Yeah. And maybe that, you know, so, you know, some would raise their hands. There's always a small portion would be like, yeah, I'm going to get in a shooting. And the other ones would be like, no, I'm not getting in a shooting. I'm like, okay, this this is the fucking problem right here. Okay? Yes, exactly. If you leave, if you leave this building in two months, yep. With that attitude right yep. now, I have failed you as an instructor. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I have let you down and not presented the appropriate training for you leaving this, you know, academy. Could because you all should have your hands up, thinking I'm at some point in my career right. I'm going to get in a shooting with somebody. Because the reality is, is we don't want anybody leaving saying I can't. But nobody knows if they can do it yeah. till they do it. Yeah. Right. And so they have to go with the attitude. Yeah. Yes, I am going to get and, in a shoot yeah. and, and we, I'll be ready. And we would always lose, you know, at least one, sometimes two or three recruits right after that. Sure. That portion of the training right there. Because they'd go home and I'm sure they'd have a discussion with their mm -hmm. significant others. Be like, hey, you know, we just, it was a ambush scenario. We, our squad would do that scenario. 
and basically scare the shit out of them. Sure. And then afterwards, I'd go in there and Mike, we'd go in there and tell them, hey, man, you're going to get in a shit. And so that day they'd go home. The next day, it was almost <laughs> clockwork. Yep. Yeah. One person would come in with their gear and be like, yeah, this just ain't for me, man. And that's exactly what needs to happen. Exactly. You know, you cannot have somebody finishing the academy thinking this is the job for them, not knowing how this job can present itself. One of the worst ones I saw was at Mesa, and it was an officer that had been hired by Gilbert. And I asked the question, does anybody in here want to be Sheriff Taylor in Mayberry? This guy on the front row raises his hands. I almost lost my mind. Oh. <laughs> and I'm looking at the RTOs in the back like, and I looked at him and I said, do you know who Sheriff Taylor is in Mayberry? And he goes, yeah, he didn't even have to carry a gun. I said, who who hired you? Yeah. And he said, Gilbert PD. And I'm looking at the back and I've told him, I, I looked at him, I said, you got a call to my house, just don't come. I'll handle it. Just yeah. don't go. Yeah. And he didn't last three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and that's okay. If it's you're not, not yeah, cut out it's, to do this. Dude, this, this job is not don't do for it. everybody. It really that's isn't, it. you know, and, and you don't know that till you're, you know, presented with, you know, the academy and the setting. But I think it's important that the, and it, most academies, Mesa Academy is, is a really good academy. It's mm -hmm. a, it, yeah. They put you through some good stuff and the driving and the shooting. You get the best training you can get. Sure. So I, I but I, think there's parts that are missing there are. that uh that should happen that aren't happening but you know if if you you need to be presented with that stuff and then make a decision if this is for you or not because Absolutely. if it isn't you certainly can't put yourself in that situation and you can't put other but officers others, that's know, the key you know, you know the oh, wrong Eddie. the wrong time to figure it out is <laughs> yeah. when something bad happens Absolutely, right. you don't create the plan yeah. then that's yeah. for sure yeah. but yeah. um wow I, I can't even imagine I, what this next episode's going to be like yeah, um, yeah. when we get you back in here yeah. to talk about the <laughs> lieutenant that died yeah, at Gilbert. Yeah, and, it's, uh, uh, you know, that that whole story and, and uh, you know, trial and it was just brutal. But, um, you know, I, I will say that, you know, the Gilbert chief at the time did a fantastic job Good. handling that whole situation. Uh, the family's outstanding. All of his supporters, you know, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know him, you know. Sure. But I got to know uh, several people very well over the years, and and uh, got to meet his family, and and you know, just sure, it's, it's amazing how you, know, you can move forward past that, and you know, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. We're dealing and, with. And I'll now. say right now, before we're over, you know, I I wouldn't be where I am today you know, without a handful of people, obviously my wife is number one, you know, sure. I, if, if it wasn't for her support and now that my daughter's older, you know, if it wasn't for those two, my in-laws, you know, I would never have, you know, made it sure. through this situation I was in your help, you know, Wilson, that was an honor know, for me, Jason, you know, Jalen, sure. uh, our Lieutenant, I won't mention his name, but you know, uh, Mike, yep. uh, Drew, the, you know, there's, there's a handful of people that, Luckily, we all went through it and and got through it and helped each other and and if it wasn't for you know you all, you know I I was in a dark place and it would have just gotten worse. Yeah, yeah it would have gotten darker and I don't even want to think about things that would have happened. So. Yeah, we're always honored here to be yeah. to be available and yeah. um, yesterday Tom and Tracy, his wife, we were up in Phoenix with the team for the officer that was just shot yeah. that is still fighting yeah. for his life. Yeah. And um, 
this is this is what we do. Yeah. And you we're know, always and that, available. And that, yeah. In that situation, you're just like, how is that guy on the street? You know, how is that criminal still out right. walking around? And and you're yep. just like, but I pray. You know, we pray for him every day and hope you know, that things turn out good. And sure, you know, absolutely. God is still in the miracle business. So it's just a matter now of seeing what his desire is here for this situation. And, you know, we'll all learn something from it, but we cannot thank you enough. And actually, I really want you to go through our stress coach certification in February. Oh boy. (laughs) We need you. We need, we need you here because there are going to be officers who are in, Similar situations right. are going to want to talk to you yeah. Yeah. in a way we can't and others that we have can't. Yeah. And uh, now that you're retired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm officially retired now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my daily routine is I get up, you know, send my daughter. She goes to school. I see her. Then I take the dog to the dog park for about an hour and a half and come back, you know, mess around the house, cars. See, there's just life after retirement. Life. That's right. Try there to get, yeah, I try to get a nap in there somewhere around <laughs> one o'clock. And we have some yeah. others like that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I uh, yeah, retirement. I haven't. I mean, there's things about work I miss, but sure. You know, you're just like, oh yeah, you know, I. It's a young things, man's but, game now. But yeah, I, I <laughs> so I so enjoy being home with the family and. And you know, spending time with my daughter and wife and some normalcy. And, you are yeah, good. I, I eat dinner at you know six o'clock, five thirty, six o'clock, and I go to bed at nine thirty, ten. I'm just like, man, this is, you know, you've earned is, it. This yeah. is what life is like. You exactly. Know? I'm like now, if I don't get you know six, seven, eight hours of sleep, I'm like dragging. I'm like, like I, what I, the hell? I, I, used, I used to be able to go three days on on two hours sleep. Again, right? you know, your in younger my, days. In my, in my car. I mean, two hours sleep yeah. in my car. We'd go three days, you know, just out running all day long and all night. Those days that you're so yeah. tired and yeah. you're slap happy. Yeah, and... you're just, you know, and I had your no problem. younger days, my yeah. friend. I had no your problem. I could, I could do that all. I could live on two hours. And now... <laughs> Man, I'm a grouchy son of a bitch. If I, if, I, if I have to go to bed past 10 o'clock, man, I'm like, there's going to be some grouchiness to yeah. so, you know, it's Well, as we wrap this one up here, and we certainly want to say thank you for your service. And yes. thank, you thank you so much. Thank you to Laura yeah. also you. and your family. Thank you. And, thank you. and um, you know, this is Merry Christmas week. And yes, we pray for all of our first responders that will be out there working away from their families. Yes. We appreciate the sacrifices that they're making and that their families are making because people really don't understand, yeah. you know, 24-7, they're out there yeah. making yeah. sure. And how much we need them out there. Yes, yeah. and making sure that we are all safe to celebrate with our right. families and be on the roads to go visit family. Yeah. And um, they deserve our gratitude and our thanks. And so we just yeah. say that to you. And um, you got anything else you want to add in there, TomTheBomb.com? Well, I would definitely like to thank Eddie for coming in today and <laughs> sharing one incredible story. Yes. I just can't even comprehend half of the stuff that you've been yeah. through. Yeah. When you but come I'm back, glad. we'll have more questions. Yeah. 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 Well, I got, well, I got stories, man. Yeah, I, does. Yeah. But man, I, I'm glad I'm respon- to... responsible for shutting down I-10 in both directions for about about 10 hours one night. There's so. another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. We, we have can, a whole month of Eddie. We can use yeah. them, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A month of Eddie yeah. stories, yeah. yes. But very happy yeah. for you. Thank that you very you, much. You're now in retirement. Yeah. And yes. You're yeah. living the good life. Thank yep. you very much for having Absolutely. me here. So, and we will have him back. Yeah. Audience, it'll be 
We'll figure it out for January or February. And again, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate out there. Um, and again, know that we're here for you even during the holidays. Yep, reach out. 24 7, 855 889 2348. My cell, 334 324 3570. Um, and my cell is 480 861 657. And if family needs us, they can also call those numbers. And again, God bless you. God bless your families in this great nation that we live in. We love you guys out there. Stay tuned. Come back to see us next week. Thanks for listening.